need a pep talk? Come hang with us weekly while we serve up realness with a side of sass and help you learn to love yourself in every shape, size, and season. I'm Becca. And I'm AMQ. And this is I Got You, Boo. Hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. I love that we say welcome back. We're saying welcome back to the Boo Crew, like for another week of listening. Yeah. But we're, you and I are actually like, oh, nice to see you. Yeah. <laughs> like so last true. week was a guest. Like I, we've said this before, but it literally, we're together on these podcasts when there's guests, but we like don't feel like we, we are. No. Yeah, yeah. It's very different. It's very different. Because we can't shoot the shit with each other. I mean, we totally could. But that would make them feel very third wheel-esque. And we've all been the third wheel. Oh, it's, it's the not, worst. It's That's one of those feelings that never gets, although sometimes I live for a third wheel moment, but sometimes just in like a group of friendships, you're like, oh God, this sucks. But so I find that people that are the third wheel always do the, like, I'm the self-proclaimed third wheel in an attempt to make themselves feel better about being a third wheel. The story of my- I've, I feel like- I've never done that. I feel like other people have told me I was a third wheel and I've been like, excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do it to make myself feel better. I owned it and I like loved it. I was totally fine oh, with it. I've never, see, I don't, I've never been like, I'm the third wheel. People have told me. And then yeah. I'm like, that feels rude. That's very rude. <laughs> I don't think do you I'm not want me here? wheel. I am my own wheel. I am a unicycle. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I am a unicycle. It's actually a really good way of putting it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call myself that from now on. I am a I'm unicycle. not going to go on one of those tandem bicycles with two other people. That shit seems unsafe. It also seems like a lot to coordinate. <laughs> I've seen it happen. I saw it on the island when I was there last weekend. And I was just like, you know when something like walks, moves by you, and you just do the slow like trying to figure it out? Like the weight. The, I don't even know what you're weight, talking about. Like, well, there's, there's a bike. There's a bike. That's like a, an extended, like imagine a regular bike, but the bars are longer and there's like th- three wheels. And so it's, there's three people and there's like one person is at the front. Those are real bars. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a circus. You're like, I'm sorry. Wow. I take the unicycle. I'm an independent bitch. I like to control my own wheels, shaking things. <laughs> like, Oh my God. And then like one person stops, like not pa- I was going to say paddling because that's also a problem. The paddle boats with multiple people. But one person stops pedaling and like the other, somebody could go flying. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I thought if you just stopped pedaling, everybody else had to work a lot harder to like keep it going. No, I watched it. It was like a brake system failure. It was not. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's a situation. So now that we, oh, you know what? I'm really glad you mentioned the situation because I wasn't going to talk about it, but now that you did, it's just prompted a whole thing. I am obsessed, obsessed with this new Jersey Shore. I don't even remember what it's called. because Family reunion. Wait, we need to talk. We need to talk. How have you not, have, is this like a new obsession for you? No, no, no. I'm, no, oh, I'm oh, just saying oh, I wouldn't okay. have said it unless you prompted it. Oh, okay. But now you prompt it. The only reason I was going to say it is because I'm, fascinated by the fact that Mike always finds a way to make his name the situation evolve in every situation (laughs) literally like he literally is like dun 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 let's find out what's happening with Angelina I'm the investigation how how do you do that how it's so good this is the situation right here it's it's (laughs) it's so and it's never not hilarious no, like it, it's you just, know it's coming. You it's know so many it's years coming. later, and it's just still so funny. Whew. Today's gonna be a good day. Like the incarceration when he was making fun oh of himself. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so good, so good. The tax evasion. <laughs> it's just because it, it just will never get old because there's always something, and you could if it's not, you could just add T I O N. On the word, and, and I it also like work. that he, yeah, true. And he, and he's always he like pluralizes everything. Oh, yeah, it's just so good. It never, it just doesn't get old. And also, spoiler alert, I don't care. So for anyone who's watching it, if you have not, if you are a Jersey Shore fan and you have not watched, you're not caught up. Let's say you're not caught up by the time this 
episode airs, there'll be another episode. So, because Jersey, duh, we come out yep. on Jersey, so there'll be a new episode. But if you're not caught up, stop, pause, please, go watch it. But <laughs> Snooki making an appearance oh, made me yeah. the happiest human in the world. It was like, sometimes I think that stuff is like very staged. Like, you know, you watch the stuff, it's a reality TV show, but like you, you think it's staged. But I genuinely think that that scene, I don't think anybody knew she was coming. No, no, no. I think production obviously did, but I don't think anybody else did. Yeah, like it looked very, it just looked really real. Just based on Jenny's reaction. Yeah, they're at the point now where like, you can't fake the shit that they do because it's, it's just true. so good. Like there's no need to stage. Like they don't need to come up with a plot of any kind because they are such a good storyline. Except, except sometimes I'm like, are Vinny and Angelina faking it? Or is this like going to be a real thing? Because I can't wait. Like I've been waiting for that shit to happen in real life forever. But she's married Imagine? now. No, she's, but she's splitting up with the douche canoe. Oh, this is now a Jersey Shore podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We switched gears. Forget elevating people's voices and accepting ourselves. There is entire podcasts just about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, and those people do well for themselves. Okay. That's <laughs> so true. Really, Very true. They're on to something. I listened to too many of them to admit. Okay. <laughs> so I did watch the first episode of The Bachelorette. Did you? I did. How did you not tell me this? I don't know. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> I think I fell asleep. I did watch it and I can see why people, but the level of cringe is something that makes me physically uncomfortable. <laughs> um, you're also, this is what's interesting. If you actually watch this season, she's really cool. Like she's like, she's very different than most bachelorettes in the sense that like, she's really, really quirky. She showed up on her season, her, her intro, right? You know how like the guys came out and like there's the ball pit one and all these things. Mm -hmm. She came out with a vibrator. Like she pulled a vibrator out from behind her back and was like, hi, I'm Katie. And I was just like, and that's, that's how she's known. You know, they, they put her, they like brought her in and she like comes in and she just puts her vibrator on the table and all the girls are like, <gasps> like it was so good. She's very. Was it used? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it was like, I'm sure it was like wiped down, but you know, they were all, everyone was like, oh my what? gosh, what? It was the best. And so she is a very different bachelorette. She's like okay. the kind of bachelorette that's going to like push the envelope and like call the guys on her shit, on their shit, mm -hmm. which I love. But yes, you're right. <laughs> like some of the guys, you're just, but it's the best episode is meeting the guys because you're just like, wow. Like imagine if first dates were really like that. Like, like if it was, imagine if somebody just showed up to your first date, like with a ball pit <laughs> or in a box and never came out of it. <laughs> In, in a box. Until and the very she end. liked the guy in the box. She kept him. I know. What? He was a cutie. He was a cutie. But wait. He was. Oh, reality TV show shows will forever be my guilty pleasure. Listen, Big Brother's not on right now, and it's just upsetting. They've done a really good job, though, of like unknowingly, thanks, networks, but they've done a really good job <laughs> of when one ends, another one begins, and one ends, another one begins, and I'm really stoked about that. Like... Oh, like back to back. I was like, back. are you talking about, are you giving the quite literal definition of seasons? <laughs> <laughs> like that's usually how shows work. <laughs> Never mind. Now I get it. Now I get it. Now I no, get it. Like when Big Brother finishes a few weeks later, Bachelor will start. Yeah. Yeah. Bachelor finishes a few weeks later, like Jersey Shore. We have to remember, I also watched The Challenge on MTV and he, listen, I am basically MTV. Like, I I just want to just, as a disclaimer, say I'm a very productive human being, but I also procrastinate. And so all I do is I watch. I don't even watch. I feel like I just listen to reality mm -hmm. TV. The Bachelorette this week, I watched because I want to, like, see the guys. But, like, moving right. forward, you don't really need to. So I'll listen. Sometimes I'm, like, I'll play it while I'm working out or I'm, like, washing the dishes because it just makes me laugh. Yeah, you'll just catch like little bits here and there and it's like, no, it's funny. Sometimes you're in a mood for a pod. Sometimes you're in a mood for cringeworthy one-liners. That's how I feel about true crime. But you you listen to true crime podcasts and watch true crime shows. It's like yeah. double true crime. I could, I could, it's really all, really all I do besides, <laughs> <laughs> b 
besides like other that I'm just gonna sound like a freak. I fell asleep watching The Bachelorette, and that was the first time since 1998 that I watched something that wasn't true crime. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. I like to unwind after a long work day with listening to about murder. It's very odd to me. I it's my escape. People are like, but why do you want to listen to people who can't speak the English language properly? Insert Jersey Shore. I don't know. See, I'm, that sounds to me like I hear not, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> that's that's like where I, you know, it's my life. So this sounds total normal. It sounds like I'm listening to my good friends on a Friday night. It doesn't sound anything out of the norm for me. <laughs> Party's here. Party's here. I made, my students, I made my students roll up to our kickball game on the, like our final kickball game saying party's here. <laughs> so we, so we rolled up to the, to the, uh, blacktop area. I was like, all right, we one, two, take three. for granted that these things work their way into like our everyday life. Like mm-hmm. good for Jersey shore. For yeah. Like, create like GTL. Excuse me. I think, I think I accidentally have done that for the last like three months. People, people are saying it. This is the killer for me. When you hear somebody make like a pop culture reference, you know, Mm -hmm. and they don't know that it's a reference. Oh yeah. Right. So like when you see like a 10 year old say like GTL, I'm just, this is an example. I'm not saying that they would. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, do you know, you don't know, right. The inception of that term, like, you know, they just Mm -hmm. don't. Or Drake lyrics have now become a regular everyday thing. Or TikToks. Kids kids just walk around doing TikTok moves. If you don't, like, they, and I was trying to explain this to my coworkers one day, and I was like, when we were all at the club and a song would come on, we would all dance. I truly think this age group now, when they get to college, they're all going to be doing TikTok dances because they're not going to know how to dance like regular. Like when when they're at bar age and these songs come on, what else? Like are you the lean, the lean forward, and the yep. I, no, no one can see me. I can't do the TikTok dances. <laughs> like when they dab and they do the like all those moves, they're gonna only know the TikTok dance to the songs. It's like Cotton Eye Joe coming on for us. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just gonna be one big Cotton Eye Joe dance, but for TikTokers, that's Mambo number five. Hey Macarena, yeah. oh. Macarena. Ma- yes. <laughs> like Macarena. You say Macarena, I say Macarena. Tomato, tomato, but it's just funny. <laughs> well, I mean. All right, now that we're 13 minutes. Coffee, coffee. Oh, there she went there. There it is. There well, it she, is. You just said that you don't notice the difference when they speak on Jersey Shore. So I'm just saying <laughs> that that means that you do have an accent because I do notice the difference. I'm like, geez, what was that? I learned, I learned Especially it. Especially Polly. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the one. I learned it after Mayor of Easttown, though. I was like, okay, I get it. Because when you hear it back, <laughs> yeah. when you hear it back, I was like, that's really, like, it's quite literally filmed where I grew up, so. Actually, Angelina also probably is the worst. Angelina has the worst accent on that show. The most intense, yeah. I think she's, yeah. it's kind of a put-on, too. I agree. I think she emphasizes I, I think it. everything about Angelina is a put-on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, guys, let's get to, 13 minutes in. Let's get down to business. We had no idea there was, that was going there. Yeah. Cool. We have some housekeeping. We have our rants and raves. Let's get into it. Which would you like to do first? All right. Got you, boo, housekeeping? I got you, boo, housekeeping. Yes, of course. I got you, boo, housekeeping is we want to shout you guys out for some awesome reviews that you have left, left us because it's been a minute. Again, something else we don't do when guests are on, um, but we like having our little interim episodes here when it's just us so that we can... Obviously talk about all the things we've been wanting to, but <laughs> that, we, the other that we somehow don't talk about yeah. our voice notes back and forth all day, every day. It's fine. So, it is weird that we don't talk about anything like this. No, I don't know how this happens that we like. And we're going to start. We're going to start what? Start doing it. Just start voice noting me whenever you're watching reality TV. So I know. Oh, yes. I can't believe you didn't tell me about. I can't believe. I know. I can't believe that either. We're moving on. Yeah. So we have some awesome reviews and we would like to shout you guys out because we really appreciate it. And we love reading them and they never get old for us, to be honest with you. It's like still so cool. It just feels so awesome. They they never get old, especially when they're like, they're just, yeah. Every time I'm like, oh, this is my favorite one. We get a new one. I'm like, no, (laughs) 
Exactly. Exactly. Sorry, this is my favorite. Sorry. Just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, say, sorry. A B C D E F G H I J K L M O P. I'm moving on to my new favorite is. Oh my god. A B C D E F G. Got to go. Okay, you go first. Okay, so this one has a name. So excited. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Bon Bon Forty. What a name. The best. Subject line, whoop. Great. You guys are my new favorite podcast. I mowed the lawn for seven hours and had you with me the whole time. I laughed so much and learned a lot too. I love the visual that I yes. have of Bonnie on this tractor just mowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or uh, I think that those are great when we know like what you're doing when you listen. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love yeah. hearing those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in the shower. I was cooking tacos. I was in the park. I love yes, those. Yes, exactly. This one is not a name. It is J-H-X-E-G-V as in vagina. <laughs> the subject line, fat is not a feeling. Girls, this was the most important thing I have heard in a long time. Fat is not a feeling because it doesn't explain anything or acknowledge anything. Wow. I can't action far. Oh, but I can action tired, bloated, sore. Fat is hashtag fat is not. Oh, a- I can't action fat. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got it. it. <laughs> Love you girls. Keep on showing up and bringing up the hard combos. Love that. The takeaways too. Takeaways and where you are when you're and what you're doing when you listen are are a top tier. Yeah, takeaways are awesome. Yeah, I love that too because that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. We hope that you take away something from every episode, even Even times that we talk about reality TV. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's gonna go watch the challenge because they forgot about that show. Guaranteed. After listening, love the challenge. The challenge is so good. (laughs) Okay, AMQ and Becca by E G N dash R. What are these names? I cannot. (laughs) AMQ and Becca bring some serious spoken word to the podcast world. Everyone needs to check them out. Everyone needs to check them both out. Tell your friends and family. There are so many exclamation marks in this, and it's written all in capitals. I feel the passion when people write in caps, even not just in reviews, but in life. five exclamation marks. Yeah. Like five exclamation marks for the five stars they left us. Right. (laughs) Also, serious spoken word. I mean, (laughs) I didn't know we were rappers, but listen, (laughs) if you want to give a little Eminem beat drop here, that would be fantastic. (laughs) Did you know that rap stands for rhythmic art poetry? I think I probably got that wrong, but it's something like that. I did know that actually. So yeah, there you go. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree that it's poetry. Okay. <laughs> One more. I want to say it's just, it's just, I love this podcast from fellow podcaster, Lauren Buss, like the magic school bus. She's a fellow podcaster. And she wrote the energy in each episode is so infectious. Women supporting women is so important. And I love, I got you boo. She also is constantly giving feedback. She's always commenting on when we post and stuff and, we love that, especially when it's like a fellow podcaster. It just feels like we're doing something right when someone's it's also like we, a It's like a little bit of street cred validation. Like, hey, you I. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, damn, I listen to you too. I listen to you too. Okay. Great. I, I love like, it. I love that. Friendship. All right. Oh, I feel so good about that. We haven't, we haven't done the reviews in a, like, it feels like a long time mm-hmm. and they just keep rolling in. We're like, we have to do it. Yes. Love absolutely. It. Absolutely. So... This is, we said that this was going to be more like a check-in episode of life because I feel like a lot is happening. Toronto, I don't know what you guys are calling it. Like you guys have these code words, I feel, for when you kind of reopen because you don't want to be too optimistic about reopening, but AMQ can go sit her beautiful ass on a patio right now. I can't. Okay. So yes. Right. So our (laughs) podcast, our podcasts, okay, our Patios opened officially on Friday. So Friday, June 11th. Okay. So that opened up. There were some other things like we, you, we can have like an outdoor gathering of 10 people, which wasn't a thing. Um, That's huge. Outdoor fitness classes are back. Um, some stores are open at like 20% capacity, but I mean, what that really means is that they're open. Mm-hmm. My Instagram feed on Friday Oh, and yesterday flooded with people lining up at Winners in Home Sense. Look, y'all. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Pause. 
winners for my American friends. Oh, yeah. Is like TJ Maxx, Marshalls, right? Yeah, it's like, we also have Marshalls. It's like TJ Maxx and Marshalls, yeah. Okay. And HomeSense is like Hobby Lobby. Okay, we have HomeSense here too. Oh, okay. Wow. Now it's it's newer for us though. Oh. It's like the bougie home goods because they have bigger furniture at home. Home goods. Right. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So there's literally humans lined up. And I was like, okay, like I was so tempted to make a reel, like go park myself in front of a home sense and do the whole like, don't do it, girl. It's not worth it. That <laughs> but I was <laughs> that would be good. I still might, but like, but showing all the people in the line behind me because it's ridiculous to me. And I'm like, I laugh because I think especially home sense kills me because winners as annoying as it is to buy stuff online and everything, it's close. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. But home sense, I'm like, (laughs) these people have been sitting in their home for X amount of months and they just, they look around they're like, you know what? I just, I just don't like the thing that's on my coffee table anymore. And I just really, I just really need to go to HomeSense. Mm-hmm. I just need one of those new paperweights. <laughs> I'm dying for a new paperweight. I'm, I need new candles. Like it just makes me laugh. Cause I'm like, why though? Like, why did you need to go to HomeSense? So I did not go to HomeSense or a patio because like, now I'm just like, I feel so old. But I used to be the girl who would be like at raves, like literal raves, like sweat to sweat, just being, I'm 4'10". I was lost in a crowd and I loved, I lived for that stuff. Like I would do that every weekend. Now I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, like having to wait in a line (laughs) to then be sat, I don't know how far away from each other and have like a limit of how many people can be at the table and watch these poor servers like run around like with their heads cut off. I just don't want to. The real reason is because I've shared about this a few times on socials and I've talked about it a lot with my fellow Torontonians, but no matter what, people are going to be assholes. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to, there's been so many news stories about like, be kind to your servers. If your favorite bar doesn't open up on the day that the government says it's okay, don't shit on them on social media because that was happening. Like people were like tweeting at their favorite restaurants. Those are people that have never worked in the restaurant industry. As someone who's worked in the restaurant industry, you know what, like what goes into it, what it's like, especially when you're like triple set because so and so everyone's excited to come out. You want to make money because you probably haven't been making the best money. So you want to mm-hmm. take that opportunity to make an income for yourself. But realistically, you probably don't have it stocked in the same way to exactly. be able to open like that. That's crazy. Or staffed, right? Because you have to figure out, like, who do you bring back? And it's Mm -hmm. just a whole. So I was like, honestly, I am too empathetic (laughs) to put myself in that situation because I'm just going to end up upset at people. And I'm very confrontational. So I'm the girl who, like, get up, flip the table. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you guys. Leave even bigger mess for the servers. Like, you're an (laughs) asshole. Go up to their table and just throw water on their face. Big, you're a douche lord. I would 100%. Like, if I heard, if I heard with my own two little ears, if I heard somebody genuinely being terrible to one of those servers, no shame. I would go up to them and I would take whatever drink, I don't care if it's a $22 oh. fish bowl drink, and I would throw it in their face. Because a $22 that- fish bowl drink. <laughs> Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> the bar that we have close to here has these ridiculous fishbowl drinks that are, it's like oh, yeah. bigger than my torso. I could, I could go for a swim in the fishbowl drink. <laughs> Cannonball. Like yeah. Fishbowl drinks were the best in college. And in hindsight, it was probably mostly a bunch of sugary, like fruit punch and not as much alcohol, but somehow I was still hammered afterwards after drinking. I only had fishbowl drinks ever when I was in Thailand at the full moon party. Ooh, whoa, whoa, hold the fuck. Because that's what they do. Rewind. They do sugar. Rewind. Red Bull, sugar, vodka. When you were in Thailand. Yeah. That's the only time you drank out of a fish. You were half around the world. Other side of the yeah. world. Yeah. I don't know, geog- hashtag geography. Yeah. I've just never At gone a, to hold a on, place here. Pause. At a full moon party. Is that what you said? Yeah, it's a very well-known party in Thailand. That sounds like the coolest fucking thing in the world, but I can't believe that that's the only time you've had a fishbowl drink. I have to really 
I have to unearth some of these videos and pictures and share them on the stories on I Got You Boo because I look ridiculous because we stayed up all day and all night because the full moon, obviously. Oh. Because <laughs> of the full moon, obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah, and that's what they serve there. Oh, also, you know what else they do? It's more of a bucket. So I'm kind of lying. It's a bucket. It literally is like a, a bucket like kids use to make sandcastles. And they give you like a bucket and like tons of straws and you choose between it's like three different drinks. And it's basically Red Bull, vodka, and then like insert whatever sweet you want. But the problem is, is that I had way too many of those. I have mm. a heart problem. And Red Bull is not made for people like me. So no. I feel like, no, but I feel like I did it because I was there. And then when yeah. I came back, I was like, I had this idea that like anytime I order any sort of fishbowl drink, bowl, fishbowl, because it's Red Bull. And yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> makes sense to fish me. Fishbowl drink, it would be with Red Bull, but it's not. That's not the case. That's not the case at all. But I've just never ordered one. Sangria? Yeah. That's what a patio drink is. Sangria. Mm. Mm-hmm. But fishbowls? No. Anyway, the point is, I'm just so afraid of what the normalcy is going to feel like. So I'm just avoiding it. It's weird. It's, but it's almost like the only way to get, I felt the exact same way you did, but the only way is to just get out there and do it. The first few times you're like, everything is yesterday. I didn't have to wear a mask to target. And I still thought so I was going to get in trouble. Yeah. So I, that was the first time I've not worn a mask inside target. So that's the Enneagram two in Becca though. Like I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be like, Oh, who the fuck's going to tell me? I was like, Listen, oh, I'm going to get yelled at. Someone's going to tell me. Yeah, exactly. Like, why are you worried about a Target employee yelling at you? <laughs> I just don't want to break the rules. I don't want to. Oh I didn't want to be like, people be like, oh, well, this is Not asshole. a rebel. I also like, I felt like I needed to laminate my vaccination card and just wear it around my neck like an ID badge. Like, for real, I am. I'm not one of those assholes that's just going to not wear their mask. Like, I'm here. I'm good. I'm valid. Listen to me. Such a teacher. Oh, gosh. <laughs> So yeah, that's exciting. Change. Speaking of teaching, moving along. Oh, chugga chugga. We should cheers. move on to your week. Cheers to summer break and all the other teachers that have finished teaching during this pandemic. Wrapping up this year, I found took a couple days to be able to take that deep exhale. It was like you finally take this deep breath of, oh my God, what just happened? What did we just go through? Because... I mean, as an educator, it's always the kids first. And this year we found ourselves in survival mode in such a major way because the only way out was through it. Um, and there was no time to really, as much as you try and make time to kind of process what's happening and take care of yourself and your mental health. I think this goes for everybody, not just educators, but um, speaking from just personally what this year has been like, it's like we just took that deep exhale and you're like, what? the hell just happened because it was like our whole worlds, all of our worlds, but especially in education, we had to find a whole new way of doing everything and everything we knew was thrown out the window and we have, you know, 50 faces on a screen because we teach two different classes, but 50 faces on a screen looking at us for guidance. And so it was like, okay, we're just going to link arms and do this. Um, and I'm so grateful for my team of teachers. We are like a family and I don't think I would have been able to get through it in the same way if I didn't have that team and support system. But yeah, I'm just always really bad at goodbyes, but it just feels really nice to take that deep breath of you're okay. Like I, I'm finding myself reminding myself like, yes, this is a big change. Yes, this was a hard goodbye, but you're okay. And, um, giving myself some grace in processing, like all that happened. And if you are an educator out there and you are feeling the same way where you're just kind of finishing out the year and finding yourself feeling a little bit off, that's okay and it's totally normal and I'm right there with you. So yeah, these goodbyes were a lot harder this year for sure. It was one of those situations, I am, I've talked about it on my socials too all week. I am really terrible the last week of school. It's not even like a joke. It's just like my coworkers are like, really? Every year. Because I'm very, very emotional. <laughs> emotional. And I didn't get the goodbyes last year. It was mm -hmm. taken away from us. And I had already formed those bonds. This was different because I was trying desperately to build the bonds on a screen, which is 
like everyone, even when they came back, all the kids were like, oh my God, we didn't even realize that this was what you were really like as a human being, like as a teacher, as anything. Oh, wow. Because they were like, we didn't feel like, we, we knew you and we knew the way you joked around with us, but it was totally different when you were in person. So this week we were allowed to bring back our, our kids that decided to stay remote. They were allowed to come in for like special events. So it was the first time I had a full classroom, which again, it was just an emotionally draining week and it was really cool to see them in person and we actually had a um conversation i was like so now that we're all here and now that we all know each other and now that we're not on a screen with your parents and adults at home in the background tell me let's have an honesty circle tell me about something that maybe you milked or like you know lied about because in our virtual setting it was different than school (gasps) it was silent and they were all just kind of like darty eyed at each other and then one kid raised his hand and was like, um, Mr. Chico, sometimes when I said the uh, assignment wouldn't upload, it would. I just didn't do it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I just, and then I started laughing. So then they started getting more honest because they saw I wasn't going to actually get mad. Another oh, kid raised her hand. Good. I was like, all right, sweets, tell me, lay it on me. She's like, sometimes when I said I got booted from Zoom, I just left because I wanted to have lunch. <laughs> Or like, they're just the little things that like I knew was happening and I was wanting to shake my screen to be like, you guys are messing with me. I'm not stupid. I know it. So I was like, thank you for validating my strict level of how I was like approaching the conversations on Zoom because (laughs) that's so cute. I knew you guys were just being- I love that you did that. That's amazing. I'm like, I'm just glad you were honest with me and now we can move on. They're like, who? we really thought you were going to get mad. I was like, no, because I already knew. You're just telling me things I already know. I said, that's, you guys still haven't learned that when I ask you questions about things like that, I already know the answer. So just be honest. It's fake news. But um, yeah, change for me. I don't, how are you with change? Oh yeah, no, that's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> you don't, but like, <laughs> no, like you're fine. No, oh, I'm not fine. Okay. So I stayed in my career in travel that I loved. Okay. Let's not I've talked about this before. I loved working in travel. More specifically, I worked with youth in travel. And so that was like doubly awesome. I miss the youth part and I don't miss the traveling so much part, which Mm -hmm. I know when I say that people are like, what do you mean? Like you miss working with teenagers and not traveling the world? I'm like, exactly. Isn't that crazy? I know. But Again, because I'm a human person, a human person, a human human. I'm a people person. See, why can't people person? If I say human, human, it doesn't sound right. It's funnier though. (laughs) It is. I'm a human, human. I'm a human, human. I'm not a muggle. So I, (laughs) Jesus, I, I really stayed in that job because I was afraid of what I would fill my time with if Mm. I wasn't filling my time with work. Like, it became a really easy excuse to say, hey, I can't make it there because I'm on a plane or I'm on a whatever. And I, li- I did like it in its own way. I got to see so many amazing parts of the world and learn so much. The person I am is as a direct result of that job. But I just, it's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. I had a lot of issues with my employers there and there was a lot of discrimination in the workplace. And so- there was parts of the job that were really awesome, the kids, mm-hmm. and parts of the job that weren't my coworkers, not all of them, the management. And I just didn't leave. And like I would have conversations with people and we all complain about work, you know? Mm-hmm. But my complaining about work was like, you know, I was experiencing abuse and discrimination and just sweeping it under the rug and taking it, taking it really. Mm-hmm. And Instead of leaving, I would, I just was like, no, it'll get better. You know, I've been here. I kept on leaning on my tenure. I'm like, oh, like mm-hmm. I've been here a long time. So they're going to offer me management. And then, then, you know, I can learn and I love learning and I g- give me a new challenge, love new challenges. So I just kept on banking on the fact that it would happen and that they would think of me and they never did. And I kept on being like, oh, but like we're expanding. We're a new department. And there was, always, I would always like give them the benefit of the doubt and then just be hopeful just because I was terrified of what was next. That comes from the fact that before that 
that switch, that career switch, I was a journalist. And I, was, I did that for almost 10 years. And I wanted to be a journalist my whole life. Mm-hmm. And then I became one. And then I was like, just kidding. <laughs> so that switch was terrifying. Mm-hmm. And so I only based that transition on another one. You know, I was like, the last transition I made like this was terrifying and a really scary learning curve. And so I just was like, no, I'm staying here. It was like Velcro. Like I just like couldn't leave. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way with relationships. I'm the same way with friendships. Like I'm terrible. I've been in constant, every relationship I've ever been in that's a serious relationship, it's expiration date passed and I was still there. Oh yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, because I love their friends. Oh, because I love, especially this one. Oh, because I love their mom. I don't have a good relationship with my mom. Actually, it doesn't exist. So when I have a significant other Mm -hmm. who has an angel face for a mom, it's hard to not be like, oh, like, Maybe we can do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We got this. And it was like, so I'm not good with change. I'm not good with, yeah, I'm not good with change at all. And and I take everything really, it's very odd, but I take things, I take change personally. So Mm -hmm. if someone is like, for example, like if someone's like, I just need to cut you out of my life because, and I'm the one being cut out of the person's life, I'm like, oh. (laughs) But I'm like, wait, but I do that to people too. And like, it's not that person per se that's deciding to ch- whatever, but they're, they have their own reasons and that's okay. But, but then for me, I'm like, oh my gosh, well, what's, how's that going to change for me? And it's true, right? Like if you don't have someone in your life who you're used to, and it's ridiculous because right now is a very interesting time to be talking about that. Cause I'm speaking about somebody very, very specific, but it's like, you need to be like, whoa, I need to pivot. Pivot. I need to pivot how I operate in social social situations, mm-hmm. certain social situations. Clearly, I'm not comfortable talking about this topic because I'm fumbling. No, you're not. It's You might think you are, but you're not. <laughs> and it's just like you have to figure out, like, it's not about the change that you make. That's the other thing. It's like sometimes you have to consider, because I do consider everyone, when you mm-hmm. change anything, it's like you're not the only one affected, you know? Right. And if you mm-hmm. do think you're the only one affected, then you're a serious narcissist because there's, like, everyone around you is affected. Like, when Andrew switched jobs two years ago, I was like, okay, like, he went from, like, you know, a job where it was, like, he had, like, you know, a pension and... He'd been there a while and he knew his job. Stability. And it was more yeah. exciting. Yeah. And challenging. And I was like, uh. So I was like, will we start family planning? Like the real, the real truth was that he switched his job and I was jealous that he had the balls. And uh. I was like, but now I can't, now I can't leave my job. So then I stayed an extra year because I was like, well, he doesn't have stability. So I can't. And like, you know, he oh, just. Oh, I see. That's so interesting. It, it is. And then it was like, finally, like, I'm over this. Like, I can't do it. Then it was like, okay. And he was on the receiving end. He understood like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. this is, this is scary because when you're trying something new, it turns out when I left my job of 10 years, I tried something else. I hated it. And then I took my business full time and here we are now. <laughs> so was it a good idea? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. even like simple stuff, like the idea of changing For example, like changing when we record the pod. We're going to do that moving into the summertime. Mm -hmm. That gives me, like, I don't know why, because I know it's for the best. (laughs) Like, it'll open up more time for us and all that stuff. But I'm like, (gasps) like, it just. I love it. Well, you can rest easy on the fact that, like, this is the first summer in a very long time that I have not had any other, like, I usually do curriculum work or I'm tutoring or I'm, or I used to teach swim lessons and lifeguard. Like I always had something else on every break. Mm-hmm. Now it's just like, just let me know. <laughs> just, just let me know. Like we don't talk all the time anyways. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's not like if you end up having like a last minute call, like it's going to be okay. Cause this is where I'm like, I'm all right. You just let me know when it works for you. And I, it will probably work for me in this time. Well, I was so excited. The only reason besides the huge break to be excited, I was like, yes, I can lean into pod stuff and not feel like I'm restricted. Super exciting. But yeah. you know, when you go to, like, you see those like lame ass quote things and it's like, change is good. Live, laugh, yeah. love. I'm like, no, it's not. Like I live, laugh, love. I like, I'm like you. Like I like change that I decide and that I, yeah. Or that I feel good about and like, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be fine. Even if whoever it affects, if you know it's good for you, that's great. I struggle with this week because 
it was change that I am forced into because I have to let them go to fifth grade. Like they have to leave me. You know what I mean? Like I can't decide to just like, Like I don't have the option here. I can't just fail them just to keep them in my classroom. (laughs) You know, imagine this. Imagine at the end of your, your class, you're like, I'm wearing my class dismissed shirt, class dismissed. Mm -hmm. I have news. You're back next year. Yep. In nearly a decade of teaching, there's only been one year where I was like, goodbye. Like, I, I, this is good. Really? Where uh, There was a wow. few that I was, like, really connected to. But as a whole, our whole grade level was, like, in, in tears almost once a day because of things that would happen. Oh, no. Like, it was a very, very hard year. And that was, the, that was the only year that I was like, all right, guys, this has been, like, I need to close this chapter. And I feel okay closing this chapter. Every other year, especially this year. I was like, please don't go. I feel like we didn't have enough time in person. Like you didn't know. Like you didn't. You know, you didn't quite literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to read you if you don't mind. I write a goodbye oh, wow. speech. I love when she springs this stuff on me. I write a uh, goodbye speech every year for my kids, which I saw. I got through half of line one this year and I just lost it. But yeah, I think she texted me being like, mm, it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't go well. But I always forward it to um, my families um, also so that they can read it so that they get a little taste of like oh, what we talk nice. about. So I wanted to read yeah. it if you don't mind. This is just, I'm, I probably won't get emotional because at this point I've read it 10,000 times and I've released that emotional aspect to it. But I think it's important because okay. there are 10 life lessons that I tell that they make me, they make fun of me every year for calling me like the bumper sticker or like, like I'm fortune cookie phrases. But these are the, I said, I want you, I'm going to give you a list of 10 things, Mr. Chico isms that I hope you take with you. And none of them have to do with reading and writing. And they're like, really? I was like, yes. If I taught you nothing this year, besides these 10 things, this is what I want you to hold on to. So I wrote good morning. <laughs> As I spend, and then started crying. And then started crying. As I spend my final days with you, I'd like to extend some well wishes to you all. I know I've said this a lot this year, but fourth grade is a huge year of growth for you personally, emotionally, and academically. This year, you've worked hard to make major leaps in your ability to handle virtual learning, social situations, and our math program, <laughs> because it's a hard math program. <laughs> but I don't want to name drop. Um, but also how to be responsible and independent humans. I am honored to have had the opportunity to be your, te- your teacher during such an important year of your lives. Um, hold on, let me scroll down, because I have part of this is what I just told parents. da 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 Um, I tried to teach you these life lessons to put into practice throughout the year. So on our last day together, I'd like to leave my kids, you all, with a reminder of them. Um, Number one, wake up each day with the intention of being the best version of yourself. It was something I wrote on our whiteboard every morning. Number two, give yourself a compliment in the mirror. It's okay to talk to yourself and work through things this way. Number three, this is where I always got choked up. Your voice, feelings, and opinions matter, regardless of how young you are. And yes, there is a way of letting your voice be heard respectfully. And then they'd all echo it back to me. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Because that's what I would constantly tell them. Um, you are so wildly capable of achieving greatness. When you want to achieve something in life and you work really hard, you'll be unstoppable. Just remember the peak of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So keep climbing, boo. You have every right to be proud of yourself and give yourself a pat on the back when you know you've accomplished something you worked hard for. Number five, if you're struggling to find your thing that you're passionate about or that you're good at, it's okay. Take your time. We all shine when it's our time. Number six, Take time to tell your family and friends how much you appreciate them. Time goes by fast, trust me. If you have to choose between a night out with your friends and a movie night with some close family members, choose a movie night once in a while. I promise some of your family members are a lot cooler than you may think, and in time you'll figure that out. Number seven, this was the one I said every day, don't feed the drama llama. Bring your light and lead with love instead of fueling the flames of gossip. Remember what I tell, what I always say, not your circus, not your monkeys. Sometimes it's best to just stay in your lane and do your thing. Number eight, don't sweat the small stuff. If it won't matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes allowing it to take up space in your mind and your heart. Number nine, yes, there were points in the year where I was more strict or you may have felt like I was being hard on you. However, please know these times came from a place of love because I was seeing more potential in you than you were seeing in yourself. Some of the best life lessons you will learn come from times where you need to push through difficult circumstances and comfort zones. Number 10, lastly, 
always choose kindness, whether that means not saying something you want to out of frustration or giving a smile to a stranger. The world needs your kindness. I'll always have your back. Tell the truth. Do your best and learn from your mistakes. They will turn into your best life lessons. Thank you for being part of my boo-boo squad for 2021. We've had our ups and downs as all people that care about one another do. However, we ended the year on a positive note. Uh, celebrating our successes and leaving the classroom filled with laughter. And in the beginning of this, we didn't think we would have the opportunity to do that. Have a fabulous summer and best of luck in fifth grade. Aww. All the feels, all the feels. That's so cute. Cause they would like, I love that. those are just little like, no, not your circus, not your monkey. The girl drama, once those hormones kick in is nuts. Yeah. You got, I got some stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. All of us need to hear that. Mm -hmm. Like the drama llama thing. Very valid. Mm -hmm. I was just talking about with my changes and things that are going on in my life right now. It's like very easy sometimes mm -hmm. to feed the drama llama and to poke the bear. I have the tendency to do that because I need closure. Yes. And I read, I'm so upset and I don't remember where I read this. We can put it in oh. the show notes if you do remember where. Yeah, it was like, sometimes you don't need to have that conversation for closure. Sometimes mm. it's okay to just close the door. Like... I'm just because I'm like, I need to have that, not necessarily the last word, but just I need to know like, okay, you know what? Breathe that breath of fresh air or like relief that it's like, okay, I tried, right? I think that comes from the fawning thing that we talk about, yes. right? Like I just, I just, or, or you know what I think it comes from too? You know, when you, you know when you do something or someone does something to you or reacts a certain way and you don't understand the reaction, but you mm. weren't given a chance to be told why they reacted that way. So then your head is going to just, like, of course, you're going to create scenarios in your mind and that's worse for me. And so when I think closure, I think I want somebody to be like, you said this. Whether you know it, whether you remember it or not, you said this. And I'm all about ownership, so then I'd, I'd take it. I'd be like, all right, going to own it. I was an ass. Close the chapter, whatever. You're totally allowed to feel your feels. Mm -hmm. But when, you, when you're when you not in that situation, it's tough it, to have any sort of closure. Yes, it, it feels like a bit of a mind game. Like, why? Like, you're not a mind reader. So when you're, exactly. when you're left yeah. with that, when there's no communication on, well, what happened? Well, like why I'm not getting this closure and maybe, yes, you don't, you don't need it all the time, but maybe it could have, and then you start spiraling with, maybe it could have been fixed. Maybe this was something that if I was known. It's more the fixed thing. Yes. It's more like, what if I could, what if I could have fixed it? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to fix it. Just stuff like that. Yeah. You know? But I think that that's like, all those lessons are so valuable. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. That great. I figured they were like, I was like, I think that as an adult. I mean, uh, some of the parents that wrote back to me were very appreciative and they were like, oh my gosh, I feel like I needed this reminder too. So I was like, maybe I will, yeah. maybe I'll read it on the pod. So that, that way, if anyone yeah. else needs to hear it, like stay in your lane and do your thing. That's probably one of yeah. the biggest things. Like you can't bring everybody with you through every, every change, <laughs> right? I'm so bad at taking my own advice though, right? Oh I yeah, 100%. You can't make everyone happy. You're not tacos. And then- <laughs> Somebody, somebody that I'm going to fucking trademark that. Seriously, <laughs> stop. Everyone listening, do not. <laughs> like, I say that on almost every leadership call that I speak on, probably everyone, and everyone just laughs so hard. And they're like, where did you get that? I'm like, myself. Like, I, yeah. I just, because, because I don't know, tacos make me really happy. Like, this girl is committed to her Taco Tuesday and it's admirable. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Sometimes I do lettuce bowl taco, but I always, I, sometimes I'll have taco salad, but it's the tacos. I'm going to start really experimenting with like breakfast tacos. It's a whole lot. You heard it here, people. Yeah. The person who just spoke on her stories today saying she's not really a breakfast person is I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I could have breakfast tacos or any type of breakfast food at any hour of the day or night. See, but I think it's because that that's the thing for me. It's like, I... It probably has to be something I really love. I'm just not hungry in the morning. I don't know. See, that's a change. That's a change. Like even <laughs> eating breakfast. So important though. I feel like I'll have so much more energy if I actually force myself to do it for the first yeah. while. You just brought up such a good point. Change. Like when you want to make a change yeah. in like your morning routine or like what you do or what you implement in your life. That was yeah. so hard to like to build a different, for example, a relationship with movement. 
I use yes, movement. Yes, 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 yes. I yes. thought of movement as punishment for so long. It wasn't the showing up for the movement that I struggled with. It was the relationship with it. So that change was hard. But now I can't, it's like waking up and brushing your teeth or showering in the morning. Like, it's just like, I'm going to move my body today. But it took a really long time to practice doing it. But that first change takes a long time to build that consistency back up. Like my new comfort zone, because, you know. Yeah, because then it becomes habit, right? Right. For example, at 3 p.m., for as long as I can remember, I experience like a slump in energy. And every time I say that to someone, everyone's like, well, I literally like, well, like, I don't know. like when, when do you have your first meal? And I don't think it's about that. It's not about that. It's just that I don't eat enough. And I know this. And this comes from like my disordered eating. It's like, well, you don't have energy because you're not like I use up so much energy in the morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I use up so much when I work out and then I'm not replenishing that supply. And of course, like midday, you're going to be like, chugga, chugga, chugga. Wow. (laughs) That's what happens. What are you going to be like? (laughs) Chugga, chugga, chugga. That's the brakes, the really yep. bad brakes that need oil. I need some WD-40. You need WD-40. You need to wheel up your machine or get like oil up your machine. That makes total sense. Not a, not a change. I've just never been a change person. But you know what? I also think it's just like what we say. You you say this more than I do. Now I say it because of you. But it's just flipping the script, mm-hmm. like. I've had to do that with a lot of things in my life, more specifically lately, the whole mom thing, right? Like wanting to be a mom versus being terrified of being pregnant. Like I'm terrified. I'm terrified because, 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 just because, <laughs> and some people might not understand. Some people are like, you're crazy. Like, oh my God, being a mom is such a blessing. Bitch, I didn't say it wasn't. Okay. I said. Tell us how you really feel. I said, I said. That shit is scary. It is. Yeah. You are responsible for good. What if you eat the wrong thing? Like, I don't know. There's a whole thing behind that. But then I was like, okay. And also, let's be real. Eating disorders, body dysmorphia, control freak, all that stuff. But then it was like, okay, what do you want more? Mm. A stomach that doesn't have stretch marks on it for the rest of your life? Who the fuck cares? You live in Canada. It's basically winter nine months out of the year. Or... <laughs> Do you want a small you, a little sassy human to like go on adventures with? Like what? Who cares? And so I had to really, mm-hmm. you know, weigh the scale out and be like, okay, like what's better no pun and, intended. What's worse and what's more valuable? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No pun intended. Like what's more valuable? I know that, you know, in 10 years I'll look back and I'll be like, I don't give a fuck about my stomach. It's mm-hmm. so vain. It's so, and I'm not a vain person. But you just, those silly things that you let get in your head, right? And get in the way of making a positive change. And for me, it took me, literally guys, it took me five years to decide like, okay, I want to be a mom more than I want to have a tummy without stretch marks. Mm -hmm. And who says I can't have both? You never know. (laughs) We don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows how the stuff's going to turn out. But when you can pivot and flip it and just be like, what's more valuable to you, then I think that that's important because starting this podcast and switching from IGTV to a literal podcast platform was scary as fuck. But if we didn't do it, we would still be on IG going live every Thursday night being like, we really should do this. And we would be like, how many episodes in now? Like, and we would just be kicking ourselves. Or we would have been too busy and made it the excuse of like, uh, we'll do it True. next time, we'll do it. And then it would just fade away, which I can't imagine this fading away. So that's... No, exactly. Ultimately... Uh, but it was scary. Yeah. We were scared. We, 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 we did all this. We did all this planning during freaking the holidays, which is like, <laughs> people are like, oh yeah, yeah, you have time off. But it was like, it's the holidays. No. It's the holidays during a global pandemic when you're trying to navigate what the holidays even look yep. like. It was stressful. It was. But we did it. And we also and just then it didn't was like know. New Year. It got we well, No, we had no idea. Once we got to the point where we, we could know. laugh at the unknowing and we could laugh at like, let's just do it. And we're just gonna like spaghetti, see what sticks. And just We're still spaghetti. We're we're gonna spaghetti our I think every every week. I think everything about life is just throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks and then chasing the pasta that sticks. Mm, yeah. Hashtag Agreed. carbs. 
But ultimately, any type of fear and the dislike for it, or change, sorry, and the dislike for it is rooted in fear. And those fears mm-hmm. are very valid. But it's just a matter yeah. of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Right? Which we say. I read again. <laughs> Fear is My Homeboy. Fear yes. is My Homeboy is a great book. By, I'm trying to look at it now. As, as she fades away from the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to look who it's by. We'll, we'll link it. Fear is My Homeboy is actually what helped me be like, oh, okay, you can do this. Also, my homie Chris Downing, he taught me a lot of years ago that fear is just false evidence appearing real. Yes. It's just stories that we've created. It's easy when it's our own narrative, right? Like when you control the narrative and you're like, being a mom is scary. No shit, it's scary. Like, <laughs> okay. But so is walking outside in the middle of a city where you could get hit by a bus. Like you're just creating like these false truths. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> When Chris, I think Chris, Chris Downing. She really shook. That really shook her. I was just like, where is she gone? And then it was, then we were getting hit by a bus. And I was like, okay, I'm with you. I'm here. I'm at the bus stop. I got it. We're just going to speak into existence the time that Chris comes on the episode and speaks on this. Mm-hmm. When he said that in a, I think it was on a call. Because he said it again yeah. on a call. I yeah. wrote that out. That was like his thing that he would say. Yeah. That I say, you can't make everyone happy. You're not tacos. That's he his, says, for sure. I had yeah. that written huge on like obnoxiously on my mirror for the longest time because I just that's what I needed to remind myself of like the second I started doubting I was like nope it's fear it's not doubt like it's always rooted in fear and mm-hmm. even doubt is rooted in fear and change is rooted in fear so or the dislike for it I had that written forever so thank you Chris for that we're gonna tag you in our show notes so good invite you on the so podcast true. again He'll be on. He'll be on. He's just a stubborn bear. He'll be on, actually. <laughs> he's, he's busy being amazing at everything that he does, but he'll make time for us for yeah. sure. But, like, it's so interesting, right? There's so many people in your life that teach you about change. And then, for me, I need, Becca knows this, I need to hear something, like, a million times before I, like, I've learned that. It. I've learned that about her. Yeah. <laughs> she knows this now. So, it's like, that was, like, what it was like with Chris. Like, I remember I would complain Just as an aside for anyone wondering, so Chris was basically my life coach for about two years, and he also was a super trainer for the company that I'm partnered with. So he works in fitness and and spirituality and mindfulness and all that. And he would be like, sounds like you really don't like your job. I'd be like, no. And he's like, okay, but this is not, I didn't ask you. (laughs) I'm making a declaration. 100% you don't. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, whatever. And then I went on a retreat when that could still happen in real life. And there's a lot of journal prompts. There's a lot of questions asked. I got in my car and I drove home. And those eight hours driving, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go home and I'm going to quit my job. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go home. And I did it the whole time. I pumped myself up and I did it. Like that next day I went to work and I quit because I was terrified, but I was like, yeah, you know what? It's true. You just have to peel back those layers sometimes and really challenge yourself and just be like, what are all the things I'm stopping myself from by being afraid of all these things? I am I paralyze myself with fear. Mm-hmm. There's so many things I haven't done this year alone in my life that I, I just haven't done it because I'm scared. It just makes no sense, you know? Can't wait to so. reflect on this on next year and be like, oh my God, remember when I was yeah. scared to do that? Because I know exactly what I'm afraid to do right now so, and it has to get done. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about too, so I can't wait for it. <laughs> I can't wait for this to be a full circle, like anniversary <laughs> episode of it. Yeah. Oh my god. Come on. Because when you, every time you put yourself out there and vulnerable, and you're vulnerable in any way, in a decision that you mm-hmm. make, in a change that you make, wh- whether it's like wanting that vulnerability of closure in a certain aspect of life, it's all uncomfortable and it feels really scary. And yeah. until it's you're on the other side of it, right? Because now imagine. Imagine if you were still working in travel. What? This would have no. never happened. I mean, I wouldn't have had a job. Yeah. I would have never had a, I wouldn't have a job. Yep. The, the pandemic happened and it would be like, what do I do? And because that change wouldn't have been something I was in control of, I wouldn't have thrived in my business. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have happened that way because I would have been like, well, is me. <laughs> I know this about myself, but because I made that decision before this global pandemic happened and I was like, I'm shifting gears. I'm making my business a real thing. I was able to do it because I was in the driver's seat. Mm -hmm. So it is really interesting how not everyone's like this, but I know I am. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the control freak. It's always the control freak. (laughs) But I think, but it's also super empowering for those of you that aren't control freaks. Um, 
hi, I'm raising my hand on Zoom. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten to the point where I feel way more comfortable being in the driver's seat and having my hands on 10 and 2. Because, yeah. but that came from the change and the fear in learning how to trust myself. Because when you trust yourself, you're not so scared of change because you can always fall back on you. So, you know, like, oh, okay, well, either way, regardless of the circumstance, even if it does go wrong and I try this thing, mm-hmm. I'll still have me. And I, so I'm Gucci good. Like, I'm fine. So, yeah, have your own back. You got you got yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, how cathartic. How cathartic. Again, these turn into therapy sessions and we don't even know it. We're like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> well, here we are. We figured it out. We, fig- we? <laughs> we figured it out. I mean, it's never a problem. No, it's like, never. Talking isn't the issue. No, it's not. It's talking is never the problem. It's figuring out, like, we want to, again, people please, we want to reach the masses. So I think that the things we've- It's a value add thing. Yes. It's a value add. Yes. It's like, how can shooting the shit today be valuable Mm -hmm. (laughs) for people who listen to us? What? (laughs) Still, People hear this. That's so, and more people hear it every week, which is so fucking cool. It will never not make me completely nerd out. We- like we're on we're on the top of the charts in New Zealand as of today. I just told Becca that. I was like, excuse we? We don't we excuse we. I can't even speak. No, English. actually that worked great. Excuse we. Oh yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> I thought you did that on purpose because you love those one-liners. Excuse you should have rolled with that. <laughs> excuse we? <laughs> Write that down. That's gotta be merch. <laughs> Instead of excuse us. Excuse we? <laughs> We don't personally know anybody in New Zealand right now. So if you are someone who's in New Zealand, can you please let us know? Slide into our DMs at I Got You Boo Pod on Instagram or email us at hello, hello with three O's at I Got You Boo We want to meet New Zealand friends. Let's do it. Or last week we were on the top of the charts in Germany. And I was like, excuse, excuse me? <laughs> who's, in New G- who's in Germany, guys? Please. <laughs> This is fantastic. I am living for it. We love it. Like, it makes us so We love an international moment. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just have a look, you know? Like, we have our stats, and it's just like, what? Like, it just shocks me every time. Whenever she looks at them, though, and she tells me, I'm like, you're full of shit. Like, stop it. (laughs) i like, are you just trying to get my attention because I fell asleep on you again (laughs) mid-conversation? It's like multiple listens, too. You know what I mean? It's like, if it was like one, I mean, Mm -hmm. there are some people... You are out there listening right now. <laughs> and you have listened to more than one episode. We want to know who you are. Yes, okay. Please. <laughs> Let's be friends. Add us on, on the social machine. They definitely have us on social. Oh. We just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. So just interact with us, please, because we're human humans. <laughs> we're human humans. Oh, man. I'm not going to lie. This episode is going to be really difficult to name. <laughs> that was what was running through my head, too. I was like, oh, man. It's a big project for us. You have no idea. You guys have no idea. <laughs> no, we're like, no, don't love it. No, don't love that either. Do we do the trifecta? We love alliteration, but sometimes we, we try for that alliteration so much that it makes us crazy. You guys have no idea. Oh. Like I used to write headlines for a living. You'd think that this would be easy for me. It's not. It's because I'm attached to it. My, when I was a reporter, I was like, I was writing headlines. I was like, I don't care. Because it was someone else. It was like a different a company. I wrote it, you know, but it's like, oh, it's, not, yeah. it's, you know, it's not my newspaper. <laughs> like Now it's like. Now it's your newspaper. <laughs> now it's my newspaper. It's, it's my, it's my media oh. like, form. Well, what you guys are going to see throughout, I mean, you might have already seen it by the time this episode comes out. We have some really, really exciting things happening for the pod. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that that's kind of like a vague teaser, but. <laughs> yeah, very vague. We're very good at being yeah, vague. Yeah, but it's because so it has to be until we can actually like formally bring this to you all. But there's a lot of wheels turning, mm-hmm. a lot of things in the works, and we are so excited to bring you even more value and more ways to connect with us and um, some big- And change. And change. Wow, high full circle moment. How the fuck are ya? We are bringing more change and the unknown. We are. We're literally bringing change. Yep. <laughs> That's yep. what we're doing. Who knew? So- here we are. But we're in control of this change. Yes, so we are. We sure are. <laughs> Thank goodness. We're like, beep, beep. We're here. Yep. And our next episode is going to be even better than all we could ever imagine. 
this is this next episode. I'm is trying like, not to like say like, it. Is like this next episode is like Becca's. I mean, she was on my dream list too, mm-hmm. but top top of Becca's dream list mm-hmm. guest. So this is always fun when we make this stuff a reality. What the coolest thing is about when we bring guests on is hearing from all of you from from you boo crew peeps who are like, oh my gosh, she would have been on the top of my list too, and then we bring them on, mm-hmm. and you guys are so excited. So we're super stoked. We probably won't be secretive about this guest this time around. There's no way. I think that Becca's going to be able to shut It's not Lizzo, up. but it might as well be. <laughs> wow. She's my mindset Lizzo. <laughs> there it is. She's my mindset Lizzo. <laughs> wow. This is, can't wait. My mindset Beyonce. Can't wait for her to hear this. She's going to be like, no pressure. It's fine. Everything's fine. Right. Yeah, it's going to be Everything's great. great. Now that we've teased you enough for uh, next episode, we will catch you next week. Listen up. Yep. And love our vibe. Rate, review, share, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. I I got got you, boo. boo. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye. Bye.